All right. Well, my name is Josh Hardiman from Sentinels, and you are listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. So, yeah, no, I was just trying to figure out the time signature, and I love, like, this, how the guitars are, like, sliding, but they're, like, perfectly in key. It was... I was like, is that a whammy pedal? I was like, no, that can't be a whammy pedal. What the hell's going on with this? That <laughs> was awesome. Yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah, it's a good excuse to be late, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not saying the we'll, dog we'll ate my homework. Slide. I'm not yeah. saying the dog ate my homework. I'm just saying. I'm shocked, the... I'm shocked you did your homework, so that's good. Yeah, I was going to say you were just doing your homework. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, come on. So they're actually on tour. He was telling me before he got here, they're on tour right now. And he's playing with um, one of Osiris, who we're talking to later. Oh, cool. They're cool. Where are you guys playing now. tonight? Where are you playing tonight? Uh, we're playing in Syracuse at Lost Horizon. Nice. So you're way up there. Yeah. Um, should be a good time. That's pretty awesome. Are you in a bus or are you in a van? Van. Dan, we're not we're not bus yet. <laughs> are you? Are you, I got a question. It looks like you're drinking straight honey. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, yeah. I was just yeah. I just drink honey sometimes. <laughs> That's cool. I got a whole like vocal bag full of just like assortments of help me, please, God, I need it. <laughs> yeah, I imagine I it gets. Go ahead. I can't remember who we were interviewing, but they were on tour with Ozzy, and um. Ozzy used throat coat, this tea throat coat. And um, I can't, oh, I can't, oh, you got it. <laughs> I, and I was like, throat. what a, I, I was like, what a gimmick. And then I used it and I was like, oh my God, this is no gimmick. Hello? Oh, oh. frozen. He's back. You're back. Are you, you're back. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, That's are we, fun. Are we cutting out? Fuck. Yeah. yeah caring, you're fine. Caring, caring for the voice on the Ricola. Caring for the voice on the road must be so difficult. Dude, it sucks. But it is what it is. Especially when it's like the weather's changing and like you're not you're going through different humidities and like my God. Yeah, I bought a a portable humidifier because yeah the cold was just really drying me out so i bought this portable uh humidifier at this shop called myers and it lasted a full day and it just broke so, <laughs> oh really that yeah sucks. and you're not going back I, to return it because you're long gone exactly uh, it's a hundred <laughs> bucks down the drain it worked one time and that was it oh damn so, yeah so crane humidifier nobody buy their products <laughs> <laughs> all right next next week i'm sponsored by crane humidifier <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go got a lifetime supply yeah even though they break um yeah so what's it like been on being on tour right now oh man it's been good um shows have been great crowd reaction's been awesome um not much uh, bad news to report. Just all good stuff, good vibes. Are you seeing that it's helping your streaming numbers or anything like that? Like, are you seeing the real world results of, of touring? Um, so 
I'm not paying uh, super close attention to those numbers, um, but I would imagine not so much, believe it or not. Um, but where we do see a, a pretty big impact is people coming up to the tables to, to speak with us, you know, saying like, yo, I've been listening to your album. You guys, you know, are really good and things like that. So just getting that, that connection um, is definitely important. It's, you know, that's where we see the most feedback. That connection is so important in heavy metal. Uh, it's, I've been, it's it's the fabric of it. It is. I've been seeing a lot of um, quotes from metal bands lately where metal is probably the most popular music in the world. And it and not in the way that we think of popular. Like we're not seeing like stadiums filled with with metal bands. Well, we do, but not it's not a normal thing. But clubs all over the world are jam packed for metal more so than they are for any other genre. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Or I think I agree with that. Yeah. I, I could see how that's true. I think it becomes yeah. a, a huge family over the years. Yeah. And, and then when you take it away for however long it was taken away a year, a little oh. year and a half, then everybody's longing to be back in. Right. Are you seeing like people extra excited at those shows just to be out and about? Yeah, most certainly. I mean, uh, now that live music is back. Oh, we lost you. Uh, the number. Am I back? Uh, oh, he's gone. Yeah, oh, there he back. is. He's back. All right. We're back. Uh, yeah, people are showing out in droves, man. Uh, now the these shows aren't quite selling out just yet, but, you know, we'll see. You know, yeah, it was, it's still doing really big numbers. I mean, three, four hundred people. So it's, it's a it's a good turnout. I think it's also going to take a while for people to have the confidence to go back out in numbers. You know? Yeah. Like there's a lot of people that are like, yeah, OK, I'm good. But there's probably quite a few people that are also like, eh, I'm not quite comfortable yet. Yeah. And it, and it will take a while for for it to, to kind of come back around. But I'm happy that you're able to do it. You know what I yeah. mean? Because we're, I, I, we're, my, I've been gut wrenched for musicians for the last year and a half. Yeah, we, uh, we've been pretty fortunate to get these two, uh, these past two tours. Um, we just got off the road with Lorna Shore, uh, supporting their EP release, and um, you know that was crazy. And then we did three weeks rest, and we're right back at it with Born. So, um, very fortunate to be one touring but even more fortunate to be supporting these uh particular bands how 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 long is this run this one is about three weeks uh i think we're hitting 19 shows roughly wow i think 24 days or 23 days long so you get four days off one day off a week basically yeah roughly something like that yeah your poor voice (laughs) yeah (laughs) first time yeah, first half of the tour is, uh, been, is pretty cake, but the second half is just one day off. So, so it's six days straight, one day off, five days straight, right. and then no, it's done. No talking, right? Just hang around and save that what you got. Yeah, I, pretty I, much, I, do, pretty much. I, usually, I usually ask people to do a scream on the show. I won't do that to you. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that today. Oh, I can do maybe something like lower, like... No. Oh, no, save it, save, like save it. No, S- save it, save it for the fans, man. 
<laughs> true, 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 true. So you what can't... was the writing process like? What, what was the writing process like for this record? So believe it or not, I was not involved in that at all. So, oh, so okay. you're asking the, the worst possible member for that question, but I can, uh, you know, I'll do my best. So the band had uh, been writing the record for you know, roughly a few years. Uh, got into the studio uh, and started tracking the record uh, and then COVID hit. So that what was supposed to take a month uh, was dragged out for about six months or so. Um, and the time that I came into the picture, the vocalist decided that he was uh, just you know not wanting to do this anymore. Um, so him and the band parted amicably and uh, then they started searching for a vocalist. Uh, through word of mouth, we got linked up. I flew up to Jersey and everything had already been written, vocal patterns, lyrics, everything. Dave, Dave Rookie, the uh, drummer, uh, wrote everything for me. Uh, and it's basically his story, his passion project vocally um, that I helped. I did my best to help bring to life. Um, cool. And so everybody uh, is happy with uh, the performance that I uh, did. And I just hope to continue that for their LP too. Nice. So what, what was the recording process like? So I have never been a part of a real band. I mean, I had done some like local projects uh, and then basically eight years of nothing, um, just doing vocal covers on YouTube in my car and things like that. Uh, so going from recording in my car to graphic nature uh, was a big jump. You know, going from nothing to recording in the same studios that Gideon, Straight From The Path, Art Is Murder, you know, just all these big name bands, all my favorite bands had recorded in uh, was a huge leap. I uh, worked with Randy LaBeouf uh, and he was, he was a sweetheart, man. He uh, really just took me by the hand and walked me through. <laughs> I think he said process. Yeah. Oh, we lost them. A lot, a lot of editing here. Best possible record that we could. Oh, please don't tell me I cut out. Yeah, me. Yeah, you've been yeah. out for a while. <laughs> I said, "What was Fuck the recording? Me, what was the recording process like?" And then you were gone. We had nothing, dude. I. Gave the best possible answer I think I could have. <laughs> I'm never gonna be able to, no worries. Never be able to recreate that. Uh, but I'll try again. So uh, I had never been a part of a real band. Um, I played some local bands eight years of nothing. Um, and then got linked up with these guys. So I went from recording vocal covers in my car and, and in a small studio I had built to recording in a big name studio like graphic nature with randy labeouf and uh dude was a sweetheart he uh just took me by the hand and walked me through the whole process and helped us make the best record we could possibly make nice please don't tell me I no, no no you're <laughs> no, good. no that, that worked great <laughs> first first time nothing y'all didn't say anything and i was like oh, yeah. and he's gone again and this is Hmm. I think we lost them. May not work, huh? But I mean, it's a good freeze frame. Yeah. <laughs> he looks happy. I'm speechless on that. <laughs> ah! 
Because I need to give that advice. All right, we're uh, back. We're back. Yeah. So okay, let's talk, let's talk about the record before we get cut off again. Collapse by Design came out what about two weeks ago? I guess. Uh, I think we're at like nine days, roughly. Okay. All right. So close like enough. That, yeah. But how do you um? What has been the response to it so far, and how do you feel about it? Are you pretty satisfied with the way it turned out? Oh yeah. I mean, I it's a dream come true, man. Uh, I wouldn't. That's a lie. I would change like two things, you know, <laughs> on my part. Yeah. On my part, you know, retro, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Uh, maybe would have held one, one or two parts out a little bit longer. But other than that, you know, it's a perfect album in my eyes, uh, and that seems to be reflected in the fans' reaction. So everybody's given one hundred and ten percent for the record, and the fans are, are reacting in uh, in turn. They uh, they love it. Haven't heard uh, any any bad reviews. Um, I mean, the lowest I think review we got from anywhere I can find it was like a six out of 10, but right. you know, ranges six to 10 out of 10, nothing below that. So nice. I'm happy, man. That's interesting. Normally when we interview people, they don't want to know about the reviews. They only want yeah. to know what the fans say, but it's, I, I appreciate your honesty. Cause I always think they're lying to me when they tell me that, <laughs> <laughs> that they well, don't go, that they don't go read the reviews. I'm going to look like, too. So, I'm in a unique position because um, the only part of me that's represented on this record is my voice. You know, um, my my soul, my spirit. You know, that isn't so. There's enough distance for me uh, when people judge the record that it's not the deepest part of me. You know, it's just yeah. a surface level. So I can I can when people say like, ah oh, man, this dude didn't have enough range, not enough dynamics. You know, I can take that, you know, that's, that's fair criticism. Whereas if somebody were to just, you know, dog shit it and be like, yo, this is trash. Um, you know, I, that's like, whatever, that's your opinion. But if I had like put my heart and soul into it, where I like wrote every single word, you know, that would hurt a lot more. I probably wouldn't right. read the, read the views, you know? So yeah, maybe that explains that. Oh yeah. Well, the single sounds killer. Like, like I was seriously late because I was like, oh, I got to refresh myself on this. And then suddenly I was like, oh, shit, I'm supposed to be on. I'm supposed to be on. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be, I'll be sending this out to friends of mine today because it's like right up my alley. I love it. That's awesome. We'd love to hear that, man. Thank you. Thank you. So with it being so technical, do you ever have difficulty? Has it ever been? too technical to play on stage? Do you have to like pick and choose what you're going to play? No, I think, uh, you know, the guys are masters of their instruments. Um, you know, I'm probably the weakest link right now, but that won't be the case forever. <laughs> um, that's, that's for sure. But you know, they're all masters of their instruments. They practice religiously. So there's nothing on the record that they can't play live. Um, you know, Dave is a, I've heard it joke before that he sleeps with a metronome in his ear. So, yeah, they, they never mess a beat. Uh, if anybody's going to mess up, it's me. But, uh, you know, you know, working every day to get better. Uh, though, what would you say, uh, Dave, what's the most technical song, like the hardest? Either Comfort or Atlas? I, I'd say Comfort, most likely. Just yeah. Switch so, yeah, I think we, we agree that Comfort is the hardest song to play live, and, and we're playing it on this run. So, um, cool. We're making it happen. Are you guys coming through like the, the DC area? 
Uh, <laughs> it does not look like it. Oh, Are we going damn. anywhere near DC? Yeah, I don't think we're going anywhere near DC. Okay. You, yeah, sadly not. Are you guys using the time while you're traveling in the van to write any or start writing any new material or not even thinking about it yet? Um, oh, it's definitely in our, in, our, in our psyche, our brains about our consciousness to you know, be writing. Uh, but we're not writing on the road right now. Chris uh, is our main composer and he's written a handful of pre-pros, uh, but we have yet to sit down and uh, start parsing through them and, and, and decomposing, deconstructing and um, arranging. So. And is the plan for you to be fully involved in this one then? Uh, yeah, whether they like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> how, how, well, I have a question. How is being on the road? Has it brought you guys closer together? Being on the road, like, made you a more cohesive unit? So, um, I had our, our, our situations you know, again quite unique. I well, maybe it's not quite unique. I don't have. I don't know everybody in the world, but uh, I was born in Alabama. Oh, you're gone. Born and raised there, and then didn't know each other until the. Hello, are you there? I'm back. Just let me know when I'm back. You're back. All right. Um. So, what was the last thing you heard? You were born in Alabama. Right. All right. So I was born in Alabama, lived there my whole life, and then I moved to Dallas, uh, and I've been there for about a year and a half or so. Uh, but in that time frame is when I joined Sentinels. So I moved. Uh, the first time we met was the first time I went to the studio to start tracking record. Um, and funny story. Wow. It. I. I was so excited to just be a part of something that you know had the same vision, same drive, same passion for what I wanted to do with my life. Uh, and, and these guys, I, it never once crossed my mind that I wouldn't get along with any of them, uh, which in hindsight should have been a, a big thing for me because like, I don't really like a lot of people. I don't really get along with everyone. Uh, uh, I'm very much a loner type, like lone wolf kind of guy. Uh, but once I got up there, it hadn't even crossed my mind that I wouldn't like them. I was just so excited to do the record. Right. Um, and we were sitting in the kitchen and I don't remember exactly who it was who said it, who said it, but I think it was Chris. Uh, and I think he said uh, something to the effect of, man, we're just so glad you're not a fucking weirdo. <laughs> and, 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 and that's when it clicked for me. I was like, oh, my God, I could have fucking hated these guys. Yeah. But we, 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 we all love each other, man. It's uh, it's the closest thing that's that great. I can imagine to having like real brothers, you know, like we really do feel like family. I'm, I'm speaking for myself. You know, I can't speak for them. But to me, yeah, it's like I trust these guys with my life, you know, and every time we're in the van and we just get closer, you know, so. It, it feels like it's the beginning of something really special, you know, for myself. I can't say it for them, but for me, it's something special. Cool. cool. That That's the best story I've heard in a while. <laughs> Thank God you're not a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, Bruce? Uh, what do you guys have planned next? Are you going to finish this run and then it's... What do you guys got going on after that? So, uh... We're going to finish this run, and uh, I think we got two things up our sleeve. Can't really uh, talk about them, but 
they haven't been announced, but you know, we got some stuff up our sleeve. So you're going to stay busy for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do our best to just stay on the road as much as we can. All right. Ah, oh, the life. Amazing. <laughs> Hopefully it goes well. Chris, you got anything else? I don't, man. Hey, man, thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it. Drive safe. Take care of your voice. Yes, sir. Y'all be good, okay? Thank you for the opportunity. We'll talk you to you too. soon. Good luck. Party on, dude. All right, Take it easy. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and, in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.